Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 5, verses 6 through 13. This is the account of the demon-possessed man being healed. Mark chapter 5, verses 6 through 13. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about two thousand. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So the message of this morning is dealing with demons. And for the past few weeks we have been looking at one of God's most unique creations, creatures, uh, creatures. And that, of course, is angels. And we've seen that angels worship God like we do. And we saw that in our, in our hymn this morning, O oh, Joy, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee. Uh, they sing of the, the angels praising God. We said that angels can appear normal, like normal people, even though angels are not people. But we said they also have supernatural abilities like speed, power, strength, or at least they can have that. And we also compared angels to Jesus, and we proved that Jesus is not an angel, but he is better than the angels. He is the Son of God, the, the Sovereign Lord of all. So this morning, we're going to take a look at another aspect of the angelic realm. See, because there's other angels out there, but they're not on our side. They're not helping us out, and they're not on God's side. When Satan fell from heaven, he took some angels with him. And maybe in Revelation there's an allusion to about a third of the angels fell with him. And those angels we call demons today. They work for Satan. And their goal is to stop us from being close to God. That's what their goal is. No doubt many of you have heard that famous excuse, the devil made me do it. And people use that excuse frequently, to justify the bad things that they do. And many of the psychologists today and the other professionals, if you will, have completely dismissed the idea of demons and demon possessions and other supernatural things. However, it is real. Demons are real. Have I ever seen it or experienced it? Not that I'm aware of, but maybe. 
But I know it's real because it's in the Bible. And that is where our scripture picks up this morning. Jesus arrives in the country of the Gadarenes. And as soon as he gets out of the boat and starts walking up on the land, there's a man that approaches him. And that's the first thing that we need to take note of in our passage. That this was a person just like any one of us. This was a man. This guy was in bad shape for sure. He lived there in the tombs where they would uh, you know, bury their, their dead. So there would be, he lived among dead bodies. So it was, uh, according to the Jewish people, it would for sure be a uh, ceremonially unclean place. But quite honestly, it probably would be a physically unclean place. It would probably smell a little bit and you'd be around dead bodies, dead bones, or how, whatever they had to do to, their, uh, to bury their dead. But this man was possessed with unclean spirits. We would call them demons. He was a demon-possessed man. And we're told that this man possessed superhuman strength. The people, sometimes they would capture him, and they would bind him up with chains, but he would break them. So he had superhuman strength. He was like a wild man whenever these demons took control of him. And he lived a miserable life. He suffered physically because of these demons. He suffered emotionally because of them. No one, I'm sure, wanted to have anything to do with him. He suffered mentally. They drove him crazy. And of course, he suffered spiritually because of these demons. But when this man saw Jesus, he ran up to him and bowed down and worshipped him. Here is this man that is tormented by demons. But yet, while he's in the presence of Jesus, has the strength to approach him and worship him. That right there shows you the power of God over Satan. Right after this, though, right after this brief conversation, and unfortunately, in my opinion, the New King James doesn't really make it real clear. It just says kind of, he talked to him and this kind of stuff. It doesn't make it real clear. There are other translations that make it a little more clear. But when the man runs up to Jesus Jesus and worships him, that is the man speaking to him. Right after this, though, the demons regain control of the man's body. And now the demons are talking to Jesus through this man. Like I said, the New King James doesn't make that real clear. And and today, as I said, you know, if a professional psychologist or doctor or um, psychiatrist or whatever, they would probably say this man is schizophrenic. Eh, There's no such thing as demons. This man's just crazy. He's schizophrenic. And he'd have split personalities. Now, I don't doubt that that's a legitimate disease or a legitimate problem, but that's not what this man had. This man was demon-possessed, and that the symptoms he showed were of split personalities. That's what the demons did to him. And these many demons, they, they were legion, they called themselves, because there were so many inside of them. But these demons knew who Jesus was. They knew of his power over them. So they start a conversation with Jesus saying, we know who you are. Don't send us to the abyss. 
send us into those pigs. And Jesus grants their request. Why? I'm not exactly sure Jesus doesn't say, but possibly it could be uh, to simply give this man and also the, the herdsmen and the townspeople around the area a graphic depiction of his power. Could be. Also, we got to remember the, the Gadarenes. They were from the tribe of Gad. And if you remember, whenever uh, they were settling, supposed to be settling in the Promised Land, the tribe of Gad decided to stay behind. They decided, no, we don't want to live in the Promised Land. We're going to live over here. Punishment for that? I don't know, possibly. And also, you have to remember from the Jewish perspective, they don't eat pork. And what were the Gadarenes, these Jewish people, doing? Raising pigs. So it could have been a little bit of punishment for, for them as well. I'm not sure. But we do know that Jesus agreed to do that, commands the demons to leave the man and enter the pigs. The pigs then all run off the cliff and drown in the water below. The herdsmen, the people that were there, that were there watching the, the herd of pigs, they became extremely frightened. They ran back to town, told the townspeople. The townspeople gathered together, came out to see Jesus, and they tell him to get lost. We don't want you around here. Before he leaves, though, he tells the man to, to go back home to his family and show them the mercy that God has had on him. But what an interesting situation we have. Imagine that you were one of the townspeople and you had to live for years near, near this demon-possessed man. It probably wouldn't be real safe. Sure, sometimes he was probably in a normal conversation mode, but you never knew when those demons were going to take over and maybe attack you or hurt you. So it wasn't very safe. If you had children, you probably didn't want them wandering too far. Or if someone died and needed buried, you were probably risking your own life going to the tombs to bury your dead. So it wasn't an ideal situation. Yet when Jesus comes and removes the demons from this man, they don't thank him. They don't praise him for doing that. They become afraid and say, get out of here. Leave us alone. They don't care who this man is. They knew how bad and how powerful the demon-possessed man was. And if this guy Jesus is stronger than that man, we don't want him around. So they tell him to leave. And Jesus does. And I can see on some respects they're a little bit upset because Jesus kind of just destroyed their livelihood. 2,000 pigs just essentially killed themselves. So I can see being a little bit upset, but as I said, they were supposed to be Jews and they should not have had anything to do with pig farming in the first place. But think about what you would do if you were one of the townspeople. Or what do you do, in fact, whenever you see the power of God triumph over evil? Scripture doesn't tell us how this man became demon-possessed. 
Some people today try to invite demons in to their body. They try to become possessed because they think it will give them power. They think it will give them freedom to do what they want to do. But that's not the case. It's just they're in bondage then to those demons. And these demons knew, and they still know today, they knew who Jesus is. See, the demons believe in God. They know it. They know who He is. And we read that throughout our Scripture. But they don't have the saving faith and trusting faith that they need in Him. They knew He had power over them. They knew they were going to be judged for the things that they did to this man. And they pleaded for mercy to Jesus. And Jesus showed them mercy to some extent. In our society today, we probably would not expect to see people possessed by demons acting like this man. We don't expect that today. We're we're too advanced, we're too sophisticated as a society to see that type of things. And, and we would call it some type of medical term or, or whatever. But we do have people that are possessed by evil forces, by demons today. And Satan is definitely here in America for sure and using America to carry out his plan. Sure, it's much more sophisticated and more subtle than it was in our scripture reading this morning. Yes, in general, as American society, we are well-educated. And Satan uses those well-educated people to propagate his lies. You know why we don't have prayer in school today? Not because somebody complained. Not because somebody didn't like it. Not because they passed the law. Not because the courts uphold that law. But because Satan used those people to further his plan. To further keep us away from God. That's the reason why that happened. And that will continue to happen. Satan will continue to act in this manner. He is filled with deception and lies. But we know, as we see this morning, that these bad angels, these demons, exist as well. And for some reason, these demons can possess people. I have no, I've found no evidence in Scripture about the good angels being able to possess people. Only the demons. I'm not saying the good angels don't have that power. I'm saying the good angels have no reason to in particular. Because with a true believer... Only the Holy Spirit will indwell in us. And there are a lot of demons out there and they are under the control of Satan. They're working to accomplish his goal, as I said. But thankfully, as our scripture says, Jesus has power over them. And that is a great lesson for us to remember. We don't need to be afraid of the evil of this world. We don't need to be afraid of Satan or his demons. Sure, we may allow evil to encroach into our lives sometimes, 
give in to certain uh, temptations or whatever. But we know that we have the power of God on our side. And when we feel evil encroaching in our life, or if we see it, if we see it in someone else's life, someone else being controlled by evil, we can simply ask God for deliverance from that evil. We can talk to that person and explain to them the power and the love and the mercy of God. And that is what God wants us to do, to bring us back to that relationship with Him. Let's close with a prayer this morning. Lord, we thank You for defeating Satan for us. We thank You for Your protection over the forces of evil in this world today. And deliver us from the evil one and enable us to carry out Your will this week. We ask His Son who sacrificed His life for us. Amen.